ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه تسليما كثيرا اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار The Nabi of Islam told us in an authentic hadith sallallahu alayhi wa sallam inna likulli ummatin fitnatan wa fitnatu ummati al-mal every single group of people who came every nation who came they had a fitna and the fitna of my ummah is money the fitna of the muslims is money it's fitna from many ways For the most part everybody who's sitting in this audience we are those type of people who we're worried about where our money is going to come and how much money we're going to have and how do we manage our money and we also worry what state are we going to leave our children in all of that's normal and natural all of that's normal and natural but there are other things that come into the equation that make it a problem Prophet told the people sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la tazul qadama 'abdin yawmul qiyamati ma'inda rabbihi hatta yus'ala an arba'in the two feet of the slave is not going to move in front of Allah yawmul qiyamah until you ask about four things and one of the things we're going to be asked about is our money where did it come from and how did you spend it fitna of money some of us have stolen money some of us continue to steal money and some of us plan on stealing money some of our existence is based upon as it relates to money everything is haram everything from the person's wealth is haram stealing money has become so much an integral part of people's existence that there are those from amongst us who forgot you stole money you've misappropriated someone's hard earn cash and you're going to be responsible for yomul qiyamah so today the khutbah is first and foremost to myself more than anybody here i have to play over and play back whose money did i take because wallahi the day is going to come where that money is going to be a problem so we might as well solve the problem now by making toba by trying to get people their money back and trying to discontinue from being those people who steal money i'm talking to myself the fin of this umma is money so there are those people who steal money constantly but in our religion we've been told go after money in a beautiful way go about the dunya in a nice way a way with honor and a way that has been legislated The prophet told the people sallallahu alaihi wasallam law annakum tawakkaltum ala allahi haqqa tawakkulihi la razaqakum kama yarzaq at-tayr if you people would just rely on allah the way you should rely on him 
Verily, he's going to provide for you the same way he provides for the bird. In the morning, he goes out hungry, and then by the end of the day, he comes back and his stomach is full. And unless you have an aql, he's not on the level of Beni Adam. Allah has honored Beni Adam, gave him an aql, there's jannah for him, and so forth and so on. The bird doesn't have that kind of ikram. But if you rely on Allah the way that bird relied on Allah, you're going to be provided for. You don't have to steal. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to lie. You don't have to be a mug. Keep your money halal. Even those kuffar of Quraysh had some sense of ghayrah when it came to their religion of kufr and shirk and taking care of the Kaaba. When they wanted to fix the Kaaba up, they said, everybody give for you your good money. Don't give money from drugs, from alcohol, from prostitution, from a nehip, from riba, stealing. The kuffar of Quraysh came and brought forth the cleanest money that they had, which goes to show this is something that human beings have is in the fitrah. Dirty money is a problem. So Allah told Bani Adam in the Quran, he swore by many things, but he only swore by himself in two ayat of the Quran. And one of those ayahs is about this issue right here. Verily in the heavens is your risk. Your heavens. You are not going to die before you get every single penny that was written for you. And not a single penny is going to miss you by. When a person's mother is impregnated, akramakumullah, the angel comes and blows into that child, that seed, the spirit of life. And it's written down how much money you're going to make. So this thing about being afraid, Allah promised that in the Quran. You're going to have a fitting in this money. Allah promised that. We're going to make you afraid and we're going to try you with something of being hungry. You're going to be afraid because you're going to lose your life. You're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your property. That's going to happen. But to what point does the Muslim find himself having anxiety where the quality of his life is really terrible because he doesn't know where his money is coming. It's a fitna. If you just had the proper tawakkul on Allah, Allah will take care of you. So from our audience, our masjid, there's the one who's been unemployed for a minute now. So he needs money. Since COVID came, COVID knocked a lot of people off of their economical square. You know how much money I owe these people for council taxes? I don't know where they're going to get that money from. I tell you right here, let them see me. I don't know where you're going to get that money from. But one thing I know is I'm not going to try to die and check out without trying to give these people their money back. And I also know if a person owes someone money and he has ikhlas and he wants to pay him back, Allah is dumbing and he's responsible for you. There are people in this audience, money is choking them. Al-Khanab. Why? Because of the debts that he has. The bailiffs are soon to knock on his door, are soon to kick his door down. And people are nervous. Rightly so. Your money. And that's why the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to try to tell the community, don't be a person who goes around borrowing money. Because when you borrow money, it make you turn you into a liar. You tell the people, I'll pay you. i meet you at the masjid. And you know you're lying. I'm going to pay you on this day. And you know you're lying. 
So there's a lot of money. This issue is a big fitna. I'm here to say to you today, give the people their money back. Yom al-Qiyam is a big mushkila. There are some people from amongst us who owe people money. The Prophet told the people, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, matlul ghani zulm. The one who borrowed money from someone and he has money to pay him back and he doesn't pay him back and he's procrastinating is oppression. And a zulm, zulumat, yom al-qiyamah. How in the world are you going to go and make umrah in two weeks, three weeks, a month? You're going to make hajj this week, this year, with your mother and your wife, and you owe that man money. You owe that man No, you shouldn't go to umrah and hajj. You should come to that man and say, I want to go to umrah and hajj with your money. You give me permission? If he says yes, fabihi wa ni'mah. If he says no, give that man his money back. Your situation is like the lady that doesn't have a mahram. Even if she has the ability to go, it's not wajib upon her. She doesn't have the mahram. You owe Muslims money. Get a man his money back. So throughout the book of Allah, throughout the book of Allah, we've been given these stories about people who don't have money to show us, to teach us, Ya akhi, Allah is a razaq, dhul quwwatil mateen. Just go about getting the money the right way and don't play games. Right here in this masjid, right here. Someone comes to me and says, here, 50 pounds, put it in the bucket for the masjid. I put it in my pocket and I go out, man, that thing is burning a hole in my pocket. And I go and use that money and I'm going to burn a hole in my son's stomach, my wife's stomach. Who does that? Stealing from the masjid, stealing from the Muslims, lying to the people. And some people do it today, Yunin. They say, we could tell al-harb khida, al-harb khida. So they want to take money from the non-Muslims to make the non-Muslims weak by taking the doll and lying? إِنَّ لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ فِتْنَةٍ وَفِتْنَةُ أُمَّةِ الْمَالِ Money is a fitna of this community. So we look in the Quran at Maryam. We gave you a khutbah about Maryam a few weeks ago. One of the perfect women in Al-Islam. All of what she went through with Having that baby without a father is a delil. Allah is a razaq. And that what you've been promised of money is in the sama with Allah. He made that prohibited. Prohibited. Don't kill your children out of fear of poverty. Allah said we provide for you and them. So right now the Muslim lady is pregnant and I don't have a job. So I'm going to abort that baby. I'm going to kill that baby. That baby's risk is out of luck. Especially if that nikah is a nikah that's halal. As for the sifah, don't kill people. And that's the nature of the sins. One sin leads to another sin, leads to another sin. Our risk is with Allah. Nobody sitting here is going to miss one penny. Wallahi. You're not going to miss one penny. What are you stressing for? So does that mean that you young people shouldn't try to get educated? Does that mean I shouldn't go to work? No. I do the best that I can, as Allah told Maryam. Go to the tree and shake the tree. After having a baby, after having a baby, and you're a woman, shake the tree. Your risk is going to come down. That's a delil. That's a point. The weak lady who had a baby. It's just your job to get up and work. Don't be a bum. 
The hand that is above is better than the hand that's below. Just taking money from kuffar. If I have to, I'll do it. Inshallah, I'll do it if I have to. But just to do it, because that's the culture. La, that's a fitna. Don't sell your izan, your honor. That's our religion. Allah mentioned in the Quran about Maryam. كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا الزَّكَرِيَ الْمِحْرَابِ وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا الرِّزْقَ قَالَ يَا مَرْيَمُ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا قَالَتْ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْزُقُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Every time Zakaria went to check on Maryam, no husband, she has his baby. Every time he went in there, he found she had the risk. She had fruit that only grow in the summertime, she had in the wintertime. She had fruit that grow in the wintertime only. She had in the summertime. Ya Maryam, where did you get this? He, she said, it comes from Allah. Allah yarzuku min yasha. Without any, he said. Does that mean that you sit and you just wait for fruit right now? And the woman, I want batik right now. I'm going to sit down and, and just wait for some watermelon. That doesn't mean that. That means that that's a lady who had a baby. Most men are stronger than women naturally, but her risk is Allah. Now I want to share with you, brothers, a person from the Quran, or from the authentic Sunnah, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because there are many people that the Prophet told us these stories to let you know. Ya khi Abu Umar, don't be afraid, don't be worried. You don't have money. You don't have money. Don't kill yourself. Don't become desperate and do something crazy. We have a hadith of these people. The lady needed so much money, she was so poor. She went to ask her cousin, can I get help? He said, no, unless you do it with me, do the haram. She said, no way, I'm not doing that. But she was pushed by poverty, where she finally said, okay, let's do it. She didn't want to do that. There are Muslim women right now in the Muslim world, in parts of Africa, in camps, where they have to do that to survive. I'm not here to judge them. That's a fitna. But Allah didn't put us in that situation. But some people find that. And why those stories come? Why those stories come? And there are many. There are many. Allah mentioned in the Quran, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ مَا كَانَ حَدِيثًا يُفْتَرَى وَلَكِنْ تَصْدِيقَ الَّذِي بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَتَفْصِيلَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةً لِقَوْمٍ يُؤْمِنُونَ these stories are not, they're from the best stories. They're not some kalam that the Nabi just made up. These stories, they tell us and they support what went before the Quran and the Torah and the Injil. And these stories explain everything that we need to know. And then it is guidance and rahmah for people who have iman. And you know what's really, really disturbing? I tell you what's disturbing. Some of these stories of Maryam and the risk, Maryam having a baby without a father, a man being in the belly of a well, al-isra wal-mi'raj. Some Muslims, some Muslims with the nalamat al-istifham, some Muslims have a problem accepting these stories. When? There are kuffar who believe these stories in their book. And as a Muslim, you can't get it. But then that same person will come and believe in something that is unbelievable. He'll come, Muslim, and he'll say, you know, I was born gay. I was born as a lesbian. I was born as a homosexual. I'm going to say, really? 
Well, in our religion, in our religion that we use to guide ourselves, we say that's not possible. The Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Kullu mawludin yuladu ala al-fitra fa abawahu yuhawidani aw yunassirani aw yumajisani. Every child is born with a natural disposition. What's the natural disposition? A man is a man and a woman is a woman. I accept you chose to be like that. I, I got that. Don't tell me you were born like that. Muslim come talking that madness. He's going to believe that. I was born. The Quran and the Sunnah make takhib of that. You were born a man with the fitrah. Natural disposition to look up and to say, La ilaha illa ant. But your mother and your father made you a Jew, a Christian, or imagine. Your environment corrupted you. Your mother and your father helped you possibly to become a homosexual or bisexual. It's your environment. So they'll believe that and don't believe what Allah mentioned in the Quran or the Prophet in the Sunnah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Latad kana fi qasasihim. Ibratun li ulil albab. In their stories is a sign. One of those people I want to bring to your attention, and this is what we have to do, because everybody who is sitting here, there are things that go on in our lives. Myself, especially myself, when I look at what went on in the Quran and the Sunnah, I should be getting strong. I say that happened to him for a reason. I make qiyas. They did this. If I do the same thing, I'll get the same reward, good or bad. And what was collected by Imam al-Bukhari. Al-Bukhari. Abu Huraira said that the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there was a man from Bani Israel. The man from Bani Israel came out to Bani Israel and said, I need some money. I need to borrow 1,000 pounds. It's a lot of money. 1,000 Kuwaiti dinars. Dinar. Today is a lot of money. Just to borrow 1,000 dinar from someone? I need a thousand dinar, a lot of money. One man said, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. He had money. He said, but I need a witness to bear witness. He said, kafa billahi shahida. Allah is enough as a witness. He said, you're right. He said, well, give me someone who will be responsible, guarantor. Something happened to you, I get my money. He said, kafa billahi wakila. Allah is enough as a guarantor. The man said, you know what, you're right. Let me give you this money. And he gave him a thousand pounds. I got to stop here because this is not the part of the story that I want. But I have to stop here. That was the religion of the people who went before us. The Yehud and the Nasara. Their religion is not our religion unless the Quran and the Sunnah. Listen to me very carefully. In our religion, if someone comes to you and say, let me borrow money. It is wajib upon you to write that down. Wajib. The Prophet mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, thalafi yadroon Allah, falen lil-abid, len yustajabu lahum. Three people make dua. Allah will never answer his man's dua. One of them, he said, a man who gave another man a debt, and he didn't write it down. So if someone wants to borrow money from you, and they come and say, Sahil Bukhari, come on, don't write it down. That is for the Yahud and the Nasara. But in our religion, the longest ayat of the Quran, ayat to Dame, the ayat of debt, commanding us, write it down. That man said, okay. He gave him the money. They agreed. When he'll pay that money back? The man got on the boat and went about his business and took the man's money. 
When the time came to pay his money back, he came back. He started looking for a boat to get back. There were no boats. He wants to get back. There are no boats. He knows the hadith, as we mentioned. Matrul ghani vulm. The one who has taken money and he has the money and he procrastinates. That's vulm. You're a vulm, ya You're walking around totally forgot about these people you owe them money. Having a good time. Watching the World Cup laughing. What are you laughing about? You owe that man money. And some of the people who we owe money, we have complicated their lives. And we don't give a damn. What are you talking about? The believer is the one who loves for his brother what he loves for himself. You done jammed the man's life up. Give him his money back. The man tried to get back. No boat. He said, okay, no problem. No boat. During these days, the trains, they were going on strike around Christmas time, the winter holidays. The Muslim comes to the train station. There are no trains. The Muslims start going off, start arguing with the people, telling them how bad they are. Everybody's looking at the Muslim. Why we got to act like that? You don't know this man's story. He's trying to get back. No transportation. Back then, it was more difficult. What do you do? Just be patient. You got to put the best spin to the situation. You missed the plane? Don't get there fighting them people. It may be that you hate something that Allah has put in it a lot of good. You are not going to catch that train or that plane. Just like that money is not going to miss you. So that man, he said, oh, Allah, that man wanted a witness from me. And I said, Allah is enough. He wanted a guarantor. I said, Allah is enough. He got a piece of wood, made a hole in it, and put 1,000 dinar in that wood and made dua to Allah, the Lord of all the worlds. That was the level of iman of some people from Beni Israel. And those people are examples for us. And as a Muslim, wallahi, I love those people from Beni Israel. They're my ikhwan and my akhawat. Those prophets and the messengers, and then the people like this, show you on the level that some of those people were upon. The Lord of all the worlds. And he threw the, the, the money in the water. You know, if you were to do that, that money, that water, that water would just float there and come right back. He threw it and it went away. Did he stop there? No, he doesn't know if that man got his money. He don't know if that man got his money. The man who gave him the money would come out every other day looking for the ship. Where this man who I gave him is my money. He came out this day. He didn't see the ship and he saw the wood. Some people can't believe this. And that's why Abu Bakr is a Sadiq. And that's why the companions, radiallahu anhu, are the best of this ummah. Because what came out of the mouth of the Nabi sallallahu they did not waste one second scratching their heads saying, how, when, cave, what, they didn't. They just got with the program. And then we're going to believe everything the newspaper said, everything CNN said, every what's up message, we believe all of that. It's in Bukhari and Muslim. How? He went to look for the boat. Nobody came. He saw, let me take this wood for a fire in my house. Wood that's been in water doesn't burn. He knows that. Every Arab knows that. Every African, every person who knows where you get fuel from water, don't let the wood burn. Don't let the wood get water in it. It won't burn. It'll give off a lot of smoke. I'm going to take this for the wood in my house. And then the man finally got the boat. And when he went over, 
he found that this guy opened up and he found his money. He went to give him his money. He said, I finally found you. The boats, I couldn't get across, this, that. He said, did you ever send me anything? He said, I told you, I couldn't get over it. He said, well, Allah has taken care of it. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about the issue. What's the point here? What's the point here? If you have people's money and you intend to give their money back, don't throw no money in no water. Don't do that. Don't do that. But make dua to Allah. Be sincere. Three people Allah is responsible for. The one who gets married, the young man who got married, he doesn't have a lot of money, Allah is your darling. The second one, the mujahid, fi sabirillah. The mujahid, fi sabirillah. The mujahid, fi sabirillah. I say that three times because this word, we got to run away from it in 2023. Gregorian calendar. I said that word three times because the Nabi used to speak three times and mention it three times for emphasis. You go and you make jihad in this religion the right way, Allah will protect you. And the third person that Allah will be responsible for, responsible, the hiv ilahi, is the one who owes money. You have money, be serious about paying that money back. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. ونسأل الله تعالى السداد والتوفيق الحمد لله حمد كثير وطيب مبارك فيه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله Salawatullahi alayhi. Brothers in Al-Islam, as I mentioned, the vast majority of us, we have financial challenges. You are not by yourself in that. There are some people sitting here, they have 80, 90, 100,000 pounds saved up. They got that kind of cash and some even more. We say from here, may Allah put barakah in their money. But for the majority of us, we ain't got that kind of money. But you know what? Just like them, just like them, we have the Lord of all the worlds. And if Allah is on your side, then you will know happiness regardless of what your situation is. And there are many ways and many things we can do to build our cheddar. Many things we could do. But one of the things I want to mention is what Allah mentioned in the Quran. وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Anyone who fears Allah, Allah make a way out for you. And he'll give you risk from where you didn't expect. And what's the taqwa? Having the tawheed of Allah. And don't make any shit with Allah. Not with the Nabi, anyone. Don't swear by Allah. Don't, slaughter for, uh, don't swear by other than Allah. Don't, slaughter for, don't be afraid of anybody but Allah. The way Allah has described himself in the Quran and the Nabi and the Sunnah, we take that, embrace it without asking questions. That's taqwa. Taqwa is praying five times a day. Doing what we've been told to do and staying away from what we've been told. Stay away. A taqwa is having ghayrah for your wife and your daughter. Telling them to put hijab on. It's all intertwined and interconnected. And when we fall short of the mark, as we all do, khutbah is for me before anybody else. When we fall short of the mark, you got to know. Our Lord is a Tawwab, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Latif, Al-Halim, Al-Ghafoor. 
He forgives. Wallahi. So may Allah put barakah in your efforts and divinely protect everybody and make it easy so that we could pay all of these duyun and that Allah Ta'ala razak the one who provides for every animal, insect, human being, jinn, all of the angels, everything in existence. May he subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength and the wherewithal to be on the way of those awliya from the prophets and the messengers and also those awliya who came from after them like the companions, Radwanullah alayhim ajma'een. أقم الصلاة يرحمكم الله